when you can pre-plan your day the night before, that is going to set you up for success like no other. It is going to be way easier to just pick up your phone and look and say, okay, this is what I'm having. You've already logged it. Ladies, you already know what you're having tomorrow, like for the most part, because that's all that's in there. I think it's not unreasonable to say, hey, guess what? Tomorrow I am having this protein shake or I'm having this protein bowl. And then if we can establish some of those go-to meals, that's what I call them. Those are your go-to meals that you know are going to help you hit your goals. Then just have that, right? If this is something that you enjoy, have that four days a week so that you do not have to think about this all the time. This is Mastering Menopause. By using fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and mindset, you can master your hormones and get your body back. I'm Kathy Cote with Catalyst Fitness and Nutrition. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Mastering Menopause. Today, I am going to wrap up everything that we have just talked about as far as menopause and macros. So we talked about why macros are important, what are macros, and also we've gone over how to set up your maintenance calories, and then how to set up the different phases of what are your goals. Today, we are going to be talking about how to get you off of your phone and stressing out about the numbers. First of all, like I said, when you first start, you're just putting in what you're having. And then from there, we can look at that data, look at those values and see what needs to be adjusted. Like I talked about before, usually it is protein. You'll see that you're just not getting enough protein. And so that is going to be the first one that I recommend that you leverage because it ha- it's the you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck by doing that. So figure out your protein strategy. If you are trying to get in 150 grams of protein, then let's reverse engineer. What does that look like? So that could be 50 grams of protein per meal. You're probably like, oh my gosh, I know that sounds like a lot. Again, we talked about that's only 600 calories. So how can we get in 50 grams of protein? Just let me just start with a breakfast. Me personally, I will have two different breakfasts. I'm going to have my pre-workout and then I'm going to have my post-workout. My post-workout is Greek yogurt with protein powder. There's 42 grams of protein in just those two ingredients. So it is actually not unusual for me to get 60 grams of protein for my breakfast. If not more, I could even get as far as as far as like 75 grams of protein. And that's because in the morning before I go to the gym, I will have maybe some raisin toast, cinnamon raisin toast or a bagel with some cream cheese, but then I'll also have some uh, cottage cheese or something like that. So that's 13 grams of protein, right? We add that onto the 42. Gosh, now you're going to make me do math. 55. (laughs) That's 55 grams of protein just with four ingredients. Oh, we forgot about the butter on my toast. And then I like to have a little snack too. You'd think that's a lot of food. It really isn't. And so maybe I'll have a couple of boiled eggs. There also might be a situation where I'm just going to make a like an Egg McMuffin sandwich for myself and I'll put some bacon and cheese. So that is going to add a little bit more protein. I love bacon and cheese. I call those friends with benefits because it's going to have uh, a little bit of pr- protein in there as well as like a fat source. 
Don't skip on cheese or the bacon. And so when you add all that up, we're like, we're right around 70 grams of protein, but you can also just do boiled eggs because I that's what I do a lot is I'll just crack a couple boiled eggs, put some salt in there and I am good to go. That's an easy way to get in a significant amount of protein to your day. And I highly recommend that. So one of my strategies is front loading your protein. You do not, if you're just having, if you're just having 20 grams of protein and walking out the door and you're responsible for 150 grams of protein, that's going to suck. That's going to suck that now you still have to get 130 grams of protein. And hey, this is, you're going to learn from your mistakes, right? When you do this, you're going to realize, oh, wow. At the end of the day, you still have 50 grams of protein. You're like, oh my God, this is the worst, right? I think it's when that happens, I think it's best to ask yourself, why did that happen? And what could I have done differently? So that is how you're going to be successful. I'm just giving you ideas, right? You have to implement this. Now for lunch, I easily get in 50 grams of protein. I will have, so if I don't have that egg, that like egg McMuffin sandwich, then I will have a tuna bacon melt. (laughs) Again, bacon and cheese, but one can of tuna has 29 grams of protein. And then usually my bread, it could be a wrap is going to have a little bit of protein in there as well, like five to seven grams of protein. And then I will have the cheese and the bacon. And so now it's racking up those protein calories in protein grams, I should say. And so I can easily get in 50 to 52 grams of protein just by having a tuna bacon melt. Uh, I like, I use light mayo and then I'll do like lettuce, tomato. Bonus if I have a pickle. I love capers in my tuna. It gives it a little bit of flavor, but that's just going to be your basic tuna bacon melt. And then I usually have something like popcorn or something like that on the side. So that's my lunch. And then I have a little snack of some chocolate with my like two o'clock coffee. And then I am not hungry again until five or 5.30. But I will say that I cannot wait until seven o'clock anymore for dinner. <laughs> I just can't. So I definitely am hungry by 5.30, six o'clock. And that's when I'll have chicken or turkey or beef or steak or whatever. And Usually that's going to be anywhere from six to eight ounces of a protein source. So it really depends. I front load it so much that, so what we talked about earlier, I myself try to get in like anywhere from 150 to 170 grams of protein. So I've already had 70 grams for my breakfast and then another 50. So that's like 120. So it could only be like where I'm only getting 30 grams of protein for my dinner, or maybe I'm stretching it to to get a little bit more. So one thing to keep in mind is that proteins will shrink when you cook them. So you could have an eight ounce raw chicken breast to start off with. And then when you cook it, it's going to shrink down to six ounces. So make sure that you're logging that appropriately because you might be eating more protein than you think that you are. Eight ounces of cooked chicken is a lot, let me tell you. But when you take an eight ounce chicken breast and cook it, it's going to cook down. You're still, you still get all the credit for all that protein and also the calories that was in that. And this is, this applies across the board to most meats and fishes as well too. So you can use this strategy. It is not exact. And let me tell you, okay, you could drive yourself crazy and just say, okay, this is my eight ounce piece of 
of chicken, right? And I'm going to have this. And that might be doable if you are on your own. It's not always going to be the best thing. And plus, I like to batch cook my meat so that I have those available. So when I'm at home, I know I can just take out like six, just a little bit over six and a half ounces of cooked protein. And then I'm going to log it as eight ounces of raw chicken. I always use Purdue boneless, skinless chicken when I go to log. I don't always buy that. I'm going to buy the cheapest thing that that there is. So I want to make sure that but it's boneless, skinless. So chicken is chicken. But that way I'm consistent with that logging that number. And so now, yes, it's like about six ounces of chicken, it's still a good good amount. I've had eight ounces of cooked chicken before. It's a lot. It is a lot. And just be mindful when you go out to a restaurant, there's no way that you're going to be getting, you're going to be lucky to get six ounces of cooked chicken for the most part, right? Sometimes you might only get four ounces. So I think the norm is going to be anywhere from four to seven ounces. And just keep that in mind. That's why it's helpful when you're first starting to have, I, I, I always use a dig, digital food scale so that I can see what what does this weigh. And then I can see now for myself, when I go out to a restaurant, I can be like, oh yeah, that's six ounces of chicken. Sometimes you get lucky. You'd be like, wow, I, I actually got eight ounces of chicken. So those are the strategies that I use. It's really about your lifestyle and how are you going to make this work for you. But I think one of the biggest strategies is to front load that protein so that you're not responsible for so much at the end of the day stressing out about it, right? That's the biggest thing is just stressing out about it. If you could take some preventative action so that we don't have to stress out about it, it's going to make it a lot easier. And this brings me to my second strategy, which is the game changer. And that's set it and forget it. And that I forget where that came from. Set it and forget it. I forget. Is that from the crock pot? I don't know. But somebody's going to tell me, right? Somebody's, you're probably screaming at me right now. No, it's from this idiot. <laughs> but my set it and forget it strategy is to plan the night before. As you start putting things into my fitness pal, you're going to see. So my tuna bacon melt, I save that as a meal, right? That is, I'm, that's saved as a recipe. So the next time that I have that tuna bacon melt, I just put in tuna bacon melt because it's saved in my like data bank on um, my fitness pal. It's saved in my recipes. That is one strategy that's going to make it easier for sure. But when you can pre-plan your day the night before, that is going to set you up for success like no other. It is going to be way easier to just pick up your phone and look and say, okay, this is what I'm having. You've already logged it. Ladies, you already know what you're having tomorrow, like for the most part, because that's all that's in there. I think it's not unreasonable to say, hey, guess what? Tomorrow I am having this protein shake or I'm having this protein bowl. And then if we can establish some of those go-to meals, that's what I call them. Those are your go-to meals that you know are going to help you hit your goals. Then just have that, right? If this is something that you enjoy, have that four days a week so that you do not have to think about this all the time. I say, make sure you have go-to meals for breakfast and lunch. And that way dinner can be the wild card. And that way we're not stressing about it. Now you probably know what you're going to have for dinner, right? Swedish meatballs or maybe taco. It's going to be taco night. There's not, there's no reason why you can't have those things. And 
And so now we at least know, hey, I'm going to have six ounces of ground beef tonight, or maybe I'm having an eight ounce steak. It's just going to make those decisions easier, especially when you've had a long day at work, you're tired, you don't want to cook anything, right? And now you have to have the stress of, oh my God, how am I going to get this 50 grams of protein, right? If we can eliminate that, then that is going to be to your advantage. Pre-plan. It is, it's going to be way easier to pre-plan your day for tomorrow rather than sitting there at the end of the day and trying to remember what you had. There's no way that you're going to remember every single thing that you had. You're going to forget something. You're going to conveniently forget those three Butterfinger minis that you had at the office. You're going to conveniently forget that you dipped dipped a spoon into the peanut butter jar. Just a couple of examples. But you're also in a stressed state. Now you're just pissed off because you have to fucking log your shit, right? I get it. I know what that feels like. This is where people are like, oh, it's so tedious. And it's because you're making that situation for yourself. So you could alleviate that by pre-logging your day, you having those go-to meals. I think over the summer, I did a podcast and a video on how I logged an entire week. That was, I was in a dieting phase and I didn't want to leave anything up to, to interpretation. I just logged in the whole week. And honestly, it was like, I just had the same meals for breakfast for three meals. And then I had the same lunch for three meals. And my, my dinner was leftovers for lunch the next day. There are definitely strategies that you can use, but I think this is going to be the one that's going to help alleviate that stress and help you hit your goals. I hope that you enjoyed this series. Ladies, this is the information that I give to my one-on-one clients. What you do with it is up to you, but I know that when I was going through perimenopause and all I was doing was just tracking my calories and trying to stick to a 12 to 1300 calorie diet, I was getting nowhere, right? Once I was opened up to the world of macros and started actually increasing my protein, I saw the body composition changes. And I wasn't on a 1300 calorie diet when I was working with my coach. I got more calories. And so it was definitely more freeing knowing that I can have a glass of wine. I can have Fig Newtons, which are like one of my favorites. I can have that and not blow my diet and still hit my goals. So this is why I bring you this information. Again, what you do with it is up to you. If you are you just can't seem to get to grips with this. This is something that I can help you out with. I do have one-on-one coaching. We also have a four-week program, but I will have so that four-week program comes out every now and then. There's definitely help as far as that goes. There's a lot that goes into your hormones and your health and optimization and whether you're going into a fat loss phase and having eyeballs on you, making sure A, that you're doing what you should be doing, that this indeed is what's working, and then having somebody to hold you accountable is definitely going to get you, it's this cheat code to getting you your results faster. Can you do it on your own? Yes, absolutely. I just gave you the freaking keys to the kingdom and told you exactly how to do it. Are you going to do it? Are you? Can you? Can you figure it out for yourself? A couple of you might be able to do that. And then a couple of you are going to be like, I just can't. I every but what what happens on the weekends? What do you what happens if I do this? What if I can't get my workouts in? And then you start you struggle and then you get frustrated and then you quit. 
that's where the accountability comes into. So it's not the fact that you don't have the information, right? The information is out there. It's what do you do with that information? And here's the thing. We have so much information in our heads. We don't even know what to do with it anymore. And so if you have somebody distill it and make it simple for you, that is worth its weight in gold to keep you on task to get to where you want to be. That's my little pitch. (laughs) I really just want to help you. Again, the information is there. It's what you do with it. So Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. If you found this useful, please share it with somebody that you think might benefit from this information as well. I appreciate it. As always, I would appreciate a review. Leave me your comments. Leave me your questions. I'm more than happy to answer those. And I will see you next week. 